Thank you for joining us for Three Bees on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Everybody and welcome to the special California edition of Three Bees on the Law. I thought I would take the opportunity today to discuss the recent California Supreme Court case of Donahue versus AMN Services LLC. And so, because we're specifically discussing California law, my other two bees, Susan and Tricia, um, were not invited to the conversation uh, since it is specific to California. And so what Donahue versus AMN did was it held that meal period rounding is not wage order compliant. And so before we get into the ruling of the California Supreme Court, I just wanted to go over some basic information um, so you understand where this decision comes from. And so in California, employers have to comply with industrial wage order number 4-2001 and they must provide employees with one 30-minute meal period that begins no later than the end of the fifth hour of work and then another 30-minute meal period that begins no later than the end of the 10th hour of work. And so this 30-minute meal period is specified and is required by law in the state of California. And if employers don't provide that meal break, uh, pursuant to Labor Code Section 226.7, employers who fail to provide employees with a compliant meal period, meaning this 30-minute meal period, they have to pay the employee one additional hour of pay at the employee's regular rate of compensation for each workday the meal period is not provided. And so this can become very important because if you are not properly providing meal and rest breaks, this wage issue adds up and it can add up big time. And it can result uh, not only in your having to pay additional compensation to employees, but it can result in individual wage and hour litigation. It can ultimately, if your company is large enough, potentially result in class actions and can even be brought as a PAGA lawsuit under the Private Attorney General's Act in California. And those are subjects for a completely um, different podcast. Um, Today, we're just gonna focus on this Donahue decision. And so how that 30 minute meal period is calculated has long been a source of contention amongst employers. Uh, Many employers in the past have engaged in a practice called rounding time, and that include the time that the employee arrived at work, meal breaks, and rest breaks to the nearest time increment. And so the California Supreme Court held that adjusting the hours an employee actually took his meal break to the nearest time increment violates the wage order. And the example given uh, in the litigation actually was a great one because it demonstrates how this time rounding actually affects the employee's 30-minute meal period and the fact that rounding can result in an employee not getting 
the 30-minute meal period they are entitled to. So in Donahue, the example given was the employee clocked out for lunch at 11.02 and clocked back in from lunch at 11.25. And so the actual length of the lunch break was only 23 minutes. Here's the problem. The software on the employer's time clock in the Donahue case rounded the punch out time from 11.02 to 11 a.m. and the punch in time from the meal break from 11.25 to 11.30. And so on the employee's time records, it showed that the employee had actually received a full 30 minute meal period when in fact the employee only received 23 minutes, which was a non-wage order compliant meal break. And so essentially the California Supreme Court thought that the meal period provisions are designed to prevent even the tiniest of infringements on the employee's right to a 30-minute meal period, and that rounding hours is not compatible with this. It essentially said if you're rounding hours and your employee's not getting their 30-minute meal break, you're not in compliance with the wage orders. 29 minutes, probably you know, not good enough, 30 minutes. And so it's important to make sure that you're giving your employees the full 30-minute meal break that they're entitled to. And in addition, it's important to make sure that your timekeeping methods keep track of the actual time that the employee punches in and punches out for their meal break. And so just as important as giving the employee the meal break is having the documentation to support that your employee received the meal break that it was entitled to. And so I know if you have listened to our podcast at all, you know, a, a mantra of mine is document, document, document. And this is no exception. You need to be uh, cognizant of documenting the actual time that your employee clocks in and clocks out for your meal break in order to be compliant with the Donahue decision. Uh, wage and hour law is very technical in California. And you need to make sure you're compliant. And this is just one teeny tiny little uh, example of how cognizant you need to be that your documentation is very accurate. So thank you so much for joining me today on this special California edition of 3Bs on the Law. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of 3Bs on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-B's on the law at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.